Hello and welcome to Talk is Jeep. I am your host, Art Aldridge, joined with my co-host. I'm Tom. Glad to be here. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. It's been a while since we had our last Jeep adventure, hence the gap in um, the podcast episodes. Exactly. It's odd sitting here thinking we're going to talk about Jeeps, not having been in one all day. Well, you were in one earlier. I was in one for a short ride earlier, yeah. Right, right. I actually just had some work completed on my my JL. I had a uh, Acumen uh, M3 Plus DVR mirror system put in, which basically gives me three cameras and three channels of recording all the time blown away by the look of that and i really could have used something like that the other day when i had my tj in the at the store and i uh thank god i had my lift because i uh, didn't break anything on the little cadillac that came up next to me but wedged a little rubber on the uh bumper i'll talk a little bit more about the mirror system <laughs> in, a, in a future video it will be nice to have for the uh you know next adventure but over the uh past couple of weeks Jeep at the, I don't know if it was the Detroit Auto Show, one of the auto shows, they announced the 20th anniversary Rubicon. And Unreal. So, okay, so 2003 was the first year that they um, right, released. That, that TJ year, I, that's my, my Jeep is a TJ. I had no idea that was the introduction year. For right. the Rubicon line, right. and they they have a name for the group of engineers that um, created the Rubicon. It was like lunatics or something <laughs> that they called them. Rubitics, <laughs> Rubitics. I started to look at the spec of the Rubicon, and I I gotta say, I have to say, my jaw hit the ground a little bit because the Which spec. Well, the price spec. <laughs> yes. The Rubicon 392 20th Anniversary Edition, which is limited. It's limited to 4,000 vehicles, starts at ninety, almost $91,000. But for 470 horses, I mean, you got to pay something. Now, don't get me wrong. It <laughs> looks like it has things that i would like on a jeep right it's got factory 37 inch tires it's got rock rails it's got winch capable bumper it's got onboard air it's got a pretty decent um lift it's got the forward trail cam i but, mean but it's dude the reason why you buy a jeep is to go zero to 60 in four and a half seconds right um my jeep's never gone that fast but <laughs> sure why not um a lot but, of questions here a lot of questions about the whole so i was i was thinking about this a bit and it struck me that if i were to buy like this is a limited edition jeep right right i guess you buy it because it's special you buy it i mean i would buy it because i would think it would hold value or maybe appreciate in value right but if you buy such a capable vehicle that's built for the trail, would you not take it on the trail? It it kind of blows my mind because you buy a Wrangler, you buy a Rubicon, 
And, you know, typically the earmark of it is you dress it up the way you want to go out on the trail. So if this thing's already ready to go, you know, you may be losing sort of a little bit of the Jeep enthusiasts big part about wanting to have one to be able to make it their own and do this and do that. So unless you're going to keep it in a showroom or a museum and all that, I, I don't, I mean, unless it's just somebody who wants the big, biggest badass Jeep they can get and drop that kind of money. Correct my thought process if you feel so inclined. Okay. But you spend $91,000 for this limited edition Jeep and maybe more. Who knows if the dealers are going to do those funny markups right where it's going to cost you almost a hundred thousand dollars to get this jeep and sure it will so if you're buying that jeep are you buying it to thrash it around the trails or are you buying it to keep it in its mint state which is almost counterintuitive to why it was built absolutely i think the buyer for this car number one has that money to spend. They've already got a Jeep that they're going to thrash on the trails, and this is going to be their daily driver. I, I think it's going to be more of, you know, putting it out on your sleeve. I, I think that's what it's going to be. And sure, there's going to be some people who be like, let's, let's do a jamboree, you know, and kudos to them, you know. I, I just don't think that's the preponderance of people that have that money to drop on a Jeep. It is a lot of money. It and is. there's even a a edition above this. It's the AEV edition, which is uh, American Expedition uh, vehicles. vehicles. And they have an upfit kit that is authorized by Jeep that brings this vehicle somewhere in the $110,000 to $115,000 price range. At that point, I, I mean... I don't know, unless you're, I mean, that's like the the ultimate gangbangers mall crawler. I guess, I guess. And, and I don't want to insult anybody, but. Well, you just did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> There's also this 4xe model, which, again, really doesn't appeal to me. And that, you know, has a couple of slight variations. But here's here's. The, the really the crux of my beef with Jeep over this 20th anniversary Rubicon is the fact that they only made it in a four-door. Right. You love when your two-door. When they released the first Rubicon, the TJ Rubicon in 2003, yeah. two-door only. Only two doors. They weren't where, even there yet. Where is our 20th anniversary two-door Rubicon? Could there be a few coming out? I, don't I know. mean, because like you, you very vociferously don't like that the four doors. Word it is. That's I get to throw it out there once right. in a while. I get to earn my quarters. Yes. No. I I feel strongly that a Jeep is a two door vehicle. The four door Jeep. I get it. People like it, but to me, it's not a Jeep. Not not in that way. And it's funny because I I don't detest it like you do. Um, a lot of people drive them. A lot of people love them. I've got a four door Grand Cherokee and it's my daily work driver and I love it. I wouldn't be opposed to having a four door, but it wouldn't be for taking out in the trail because I, I love my old Jeep, which is a beach Jeep. As we say on every podcast here, I just got to keep reminding myself. <laughs> that goes on trails but i love the two-door i love that old body and my kids are the same way they're like if it's not a two-door it's not a jeep it's like a convertible 
right? A Jeep is a convertible. You don't look cool in a four-door convertible. There's no four-door convertible that looks cool. Now there's some audience you may be uh, insulting a bit here. Well, I'm just saying, (laughs) right? You don't see a sexy Italian convertible in four doors. No, you're right. I'm just going back there. Yeah. Go way back. (laughs) Go way back. So they they released this Jeep. I'm sure they're going to sell out. I'm sure you'll see them on the highways. I would be shocked to see one at a jamboree or on an off-road park. But looking at this thing, it's a gorgeous vehicle. It I mean, it's like the ultimate, you know, uh, car manufacturer's build-out. I mean, they, well, they had fun making it. They did. The Lunatic Fringe had fun making this. Again, Absolutely. I wish, I wish they would just do a few more variations for the two-door purists absolutely what i like the best about it those wheels are you like the wheels i do like the wheels yeah i see i would still want to do some modifications to the jeep and and at ninety thousand dollars i'm going to start taking off factory parts and putting well big wheels they put a half inch suspension lift on there it's not a lot not the kind of clearance somebody else would do so who's going to take what they did throw much more money into it to get the jeep built the way they want it for trail riding i don't see it but yeah i don't either but but maybe someone will i mean i think it's more likely to be someone will build it just to be a mall crawler right king in a hill mall crawler 20th anniversary and it'll never see anything that it's built for you know on the trail but going back to the four by e you know, it's in a world where there are so many electronic vehicles, people are becoming so conscious. I, I think there's a market there. The price point is high, but I, I think you might find some Jeep people that are going to say this, this is going the right way. And I know you've had a dream for a long time about an electric Jeep. But I want an all electric. I, I don't want a hybrid. I know. And this this is just a, a compromise to me, but I think they'll get there. I think but I think there's there. an audience for it. No, there probably is. There's, there probably is. I've been doing a lot of research on um, EV vehicles and uh, electrics. I've got a deposit on a Rivian R1S. Those trucks are beautiful. And I have a deposit on a Volvo um, 90, the all-electric 90. But they're still a year out. Wow. They're still a year out. I don't see and- them in a Volvo. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a family thing. My dad had a Volvo. It's ah, kind of a nod back okay. to him, I think. But we'll see. We'll see because I'm not committed at, right. at any point yet. Gotcha. Rivian, no, Rivian's going to be delayed, you know, indefinitely. I'm sure. Just they don't have their act together. But hopefully, Volvo uh, will will do it. But I'm I'm hopeful that I will see a Jeep, all the Jeep, all electric Jeep at some point. But this 20th anniversary Jeep, I thought would be a good topic to get together to do a do talk a little, as Jeep Do a little podcast. dream talking. <laughs> so I'm going to shift gears for a minute. I'm going to just tell you a Downshift? short little story. I'm going to upshift. Okay. <laughs> I was driving around my neighborhood and I have passed this, this CJ5 gorgeous from the 80s. Uh, big wheels, wings. Big wheels. It's rough. 
It's right. rough, but it just looks like a awesome CJ trail Jeep. Right. And I never would see it move. It's and a it's a barb. It's a badass rust bucket. Badass rust. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that. But I um I would pass it every day or so and I just I assume that someone owned it and died because I never saw it always move, sitting there, right? Always sitting in the same spot. So my wife at one point decided to leave a note on the guy's windshield. And a duck or no? No, just a note. And said, hey, you know, my husband wants to buy your Jeep, you know, call me. Talk to us, yeah. And apparently he did. But my wife didn't know it for like a year and a half. Oh, Because she has so many voicemails that are unread on her phone (laughs) that she just missed it. So she was going through her voicemails recently, like at Christmas time, and she said, you know, that guy that I left the note on his Jeep, he did call back. (laughs) And he, you know, he wants to talk to you. He doesn't want to sell the Jeep, but he wants to talk to you. So I I will be at some point hopefully having this conversation with this gentleman about his dream Jeep. Right. But I showed it to you today. Oh, my God. You, you, we pulled up slowly and that thing, the headlights, the lift, the soft top and the half doors and the jamboree rack on the back. Yes. With that great big halogen light as a backup light over the, over the, over the basket. So cool. It's so retro. (coughs) It's so retro. And and I, yeah. So I'm hoping to uh, engage this gentleman in some conversation about why he bought it, because it is apparently a project for him. Uh, I think you should get Rust-Oleum to be a sponsor of that podcast. Okay. (laughs) You just insulted a large portion of the audience, perhaps. (laughs) But that will be hopefully on a future episode of Talk is Jeep. Absolutely. But for now, we can dream about buying a 20th anniversary edition if you do decide to get one tom let me know and i'll I'll, I'll let you know and to make a room available for me when i'll be moving here well that's okay too (laughs) talk is jeep i'm art i'm tom and we'll see you next time